0: Countdown to audio torture. The rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin.
1: Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh it doesn't matter who the host is. Oh yeah, my friends and fam and everyone in between, you are back to another lovely, lovely episode of the Rated R Safety Show. So hopefully you're off and having a fantastic time. Hopefully some things are good in your neck of the woods. Hopefully things are, you know, the way that they should be at the moment. Fantastic. That's the key part. Anyways, we are celebrating the day of Thursday, April the 30th. Yes, I did say celebrating because we are at the end of the month. Today is 121st day of the year and only 245 days remaining before we're able to move on to 2021. And if 2021 is at all, all as exciting as this year has been so far, it will definitely be interesting to see what happens. Now, I will tell you before we get into feature story news. Originally, this today was going to be the last episode that we were going to do on Spreaker. Duh. And that was supposed to be taking place today. Now, due to some last moment things that have occurred, and when I say last moment, a friend, a colleague, a cohort of mine has mailed me some information, attached me linked me into some info that I have reached out to the people of Spreaker and said, hey, can we do our last show together tomorrow? And they were cool with it. But there is some news stories that have come to pass as of right before we started the recording, and I mean like right before of what we're doing right now, that I said this is too important for us to pass up, not talk about it, so I wanted to make sure that number one, before we you know show all of our love to the people at Spreaker, that we had this conversation today, and I didn't think that I was going to be doing justice to Spreaker at the same time if I try to cover both things. Anyways, you are listening to us on safetyfm.com or safety.fm, yeah, safety.fm, or you're able to watch us on our lovely streaming services at safety dot safetyfm.tv i'm going to get that one mixed up and there is a chat box there so it gives you the opportunity of actually coming out and having some conversations with us if you would love to do so as we get into the show but we normally start off with feature story news i don't want to do anything much different here so let's get you started within that angling because i think that that's important very important
0: you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. The eurozone economy shrank at the fastest rate on record in quarter one as European countries headed into lockdowns over coronavirus. GDP contracted 3.8% according to a first estimate. Meanwhile, France is officially in the worst recession since the Second World War, according to data from the National Statistics Agency. GDP shrank 5.8% in the first quarter, as Ross Cullen reports from FSN Paris. This huge drop in gross domestic product has resulted in the sharpest economic contraction since World War II as France has battled the coronavirus and the lockdown which has left shops shut, cafes closed, factories idle and consumers confined at home. After two consecutive quarters of contraction, France is officially in recession. The ANSI statistics agency said consumer spending dropped 6.1% and business investment fell 11.4% in the first three months of this year. US President Donald Trump has claimed Beijing will do anything they can to stop him being re-elected. His comments in an interview come after he's repeatedly criticised China over the coronavirus outbreak. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson's been chairing his first cabinet meeting since he was hospitalised with coronavirus. He and his partner also had a baby on Wednesday, but he's deferring paternity leave. Boris Johnson will lead the daily COVID-19 press conference for the first time since coming back to work. He's expected to set out Britain's next steps in the pandemic but resists signalling an easing of lockdown. Justice Secretary Robert Buckland says reports of pub chains preparing for June reopening should be met with caution. I can understand the frustration of proprietors and uh, uh, owners of retail and and pub outlets at wanting to get back into business. But my advice to everybody is please follow the collective view of government and indeed of the British people in working together to save lives. I think it would be a mistake for uh, different uh, businesses or individuals to just go off at a tangent and do their own thing. It blunts the, uh, the effectiveness of any measures we're taking and it endangers all the progress that we've made. Captain Tom Moore, a British World War II veteran who became an international star, raising millions of pounds for the country's National Health Service, is celebrating his 100th birthday. To mark the occasion, the Queen has promoted him to the rank of Honorary Colonel. Holly Hudson reports. Captain Tom had over 140,000 birthday cards from around the globe and among his well-wishers were the Queen, Prince Charles and Boris Johnson who said his heroic efforts had lifted the spirit of the nation. The war hero originally set out to raise £1,000 for the National Health Service fighting the coronavirus crisis by walking laps of his garden but his story captured the country's heart and donations flooded in to the tune of £30 million. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the, the toilet flush. Rated R, safety show on Safety FM. Why? Why
1: can it not just be entertaining, huh? Why? Why can it not just be entertaining? I never understand why the complaining. <laughs> I just don't get it. Anyways, before I get into some of my idiocracy that's going to take place today, let's give you the disclaimer. You know.
0: We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. We did our safety show.
1: I think that that's the core object of the whole show here. Isn't it to attempt to be entertaining? You know, to want you to want to come back. So today I have some very important news that I want to share. This is not the news why everything changed today. But today we have the introduction of some new features. So you're already familiar with this one. This is the duh. duh. Yeah, we got the duh. Now we got the new duh. Duh. And then? Duh. Duh. The double duh. 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 Because I really think that we needed some double duh duh Duh. in our life. So, some double Duh. 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 So, double duh one more time. Duh. Duh. So, then you got a nice little combo there some little combo features so let's go ahead and take it from the top and let's go over some information so a new study shows that periodic four second sprints help keep your metabolism humming and fat burning and i know that there's been some people talking about some different things about keto diets as of late in the trial those who did the five to four second sprints every Eight hours showed significant more fat burn than those who remained, well, seated. Yeah. I mean, if you're not doing anything, I guess this would help for the whole period. So I think that's important. You know, maybe that's the conversation to have. Maybe that's the things to look at and go over as we move forward. That sounded a little breathy. (laughs) Sorry about that. So let's continue. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin tells the Wall Street Journal that any business that took Paycheck Protection Program money should expect an audit at the end of the year. Early Tuesday's, Mnuchin said, any company that took more than two billion dollars in loans would face extra scrutiny. So that's good. So now you know that you're going. If you do take the money, you're gonna get subjugated to a good old audit. So Duh. make that determination if that's something that's interested of you, if that's the thing that you're into. Anyways, rental car giant Hertz is on the verge of bankruptcy. This is some news that has been breaking. The company did not pay a massive monthly lease payment in April as it attempts to hoard cash. Insiders say that the company is in negotiation with lenders and vehicle finance companies to reduce their payment obligations. And I you know we have had this conversation over the left, last little bit where we've been saying That we're going to see some versionality of a recession when it's all said and done with this bad boy. This pandemic, coronavirus, whatever the hell you want to call it, is going to have an impact on what we have going on. And I think that some people are failing to talk about that. What are we going to look like on the other side? Now, let's say, for instance, unless you use some hypothetical scenarios, because this is hypothetical. If we go down the path, you know, do the social distancing aspect of it. we Let's say, for instance, you know, they do some lifting of it come the summer. What happens come the fall? Because you keep on hearing that there's going to be a second wave. So does this wave look similar to what the flu season looks like? And I'm talking about the flu is always around. And And don't take this the wrong way. I know based on what people are saying that the coronavirus is more severe if you've actually seen or know anyone who's actually had the illness. It is more severe than the flu. So I don't want to downplay this by any means. But I want you to think about that. I want you to go through that aspect and think about what I'm telling you. Opposed to it just being, oh, it's, just an, it's another flu-like symptom. Because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, what are you thinking? What's it going to look like on the other side? Now, I'll tell you a place like the state that I live in, they're going to be opening retail shops starting Friday. But there can only be up to 25% of their capacity. Don't know how that's going to look. Some places have even went as far as that they're saying that they're going to take people's temperatures before they go in. Now, I don't know, you know what you're going to be thinking about that. A lot of people, of course, are already saying, well, this is an invasion of privacy. Well, it's also, you know, dealing with sicknesses. So that's something to think about as you move forward here. Of course, this is always part of the conversation. I don't want there to be anything different said here. Anyways, Americans aren't getting married like they used to. And coronavirus has nothing to do with it. What? Yeah, the U.S. marriage rate hit an all-time low in 2018 and with 6.5 new marriages for every 1,000 people. The all-time high was post-World War II when there was about 16.4 marriages per 1,000, and that was in 1946. So if you are currently not married, what do you think? why are you deeming that it's not important at the time to get married what are you looking at Duh. what are you thinking that the important aspect is or non-important aspect some people that i have read information associated with this said that it was due to the potential person's financial circumstances i mean you, do, you can't you know you don't really control who you fall in love with who you are attracted to sometimes you might be attracted to some people that you just weren't expecting to be attracted to, and that can get weird quick. Rated
0: R safety show. Sarcastic? Never.
1: I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I'm just trying to be honest. Some people take it as sarcasm. Anyways, let's continue. 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 Increase evidence of the North Korean Kim Jong, Jr. being held up in the summer estate in Wo in Wosan, 130 miles east of. I'm going to mess up the town name, so let's not even bother with it. Satellite footage indicates that his personal train is at the residence and that his yachts have shown activity there. But just because he doesn't indicate how he is faring. A video that has gone viral across North Korean suggestions that Junior dropped dead and has been succeeded by his sister. Authorities are scrambling to figure out how the video was produced and brought into the country. Now, have you seen this video? Have you went online and played around and said, hey, let's take a look at what ha- we have going on here? Because, you know, some people like doing that kind of stuff. Nothing wrong with it. That's how you do some research on some different things that are available, as we know. Anyways, let's continue. African nation are bracing for the worst locust swarm on record. We've been talking about this for almost a whole year already, off and on. Earlier this year, a swarm of... Of the size Manhattan destroyed of the size of Manhattan to think about that so that's how many locusts were there that were swarming destroyed the the uh, destroyed crops across eight Eastern African nations. It was two thousand four hundred times bigger than the typical swarm that's estimated to include ninety six billion with a B locusts. Now their offsprings are getting ready to take flight. And their size could be 20 times larger than the first the first time around. So we're roughly talking that that could include nearly about 2 trillion, with a T, locusts. The United Nations fears that 2 million square miles of agriculture could be destroyed. <sighs> wow. Think about that. Two. Million square miles of agriculture being destroyed. How do you look at that? What is your thought process as I mentioned that? What do you think about the moment that this is brought up? Is it something of importance to you where you just go, I don't give a shit. I don't live there. Or what are you thinking? What do you think is the case in point? What do you think about the whole thing? I don't know. I look at it and go, It's quite interesting on how the whole thing does work.
0: Listening to a radio god, what this has to be an error that host is not a radio god, anyways. This is the rated R safety show on safety FM.
1: So, this one is making it through the news cycles. The Trump administration is, pla- is planning for Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. A program that seeks to develop a COVID 19 vaccine with enough doses for most Americans before the end of the year. This is according to Bloomberg reports. One of the insiders reports that the goal is to have 300 million doses available by January, which would make for an unprecedented effort. The project would be simultaneously funded or fund multiple vaccine candidates until something viable is found And trial groups are readily expanded. The World Health Organization or who estimates that there are currently 70 vaccines in development across the world. So what do you think here? How do you think about this? Is it something that excites you as you hear this or do you go, wow, I don't know, I don't care. It's something of interest to an extent where it could be something not of interest. I think that it's interesting that there's 70 people trying to develop it or 70 groups trying to develop something new. I'm sure that all of them are one way shape or form are saying that you know they have the best product on the market because that's what happens.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So, I mean, I just look at it duh. that way. Duh. That's the double duh for that one. Anyways, drug manufacturer Gullin says early trials of the remedies of the drug have shown that to be effective in participating were given in the early trials. One trial showed 62% of patients treated with drug early were discharged from the hospital and a more definite results are expected to be available over the next couple of weeks. Anyways, fewer people are driving on the roads as of late, but traffic fatalities are up. Yeah, think about that for a moment. In Minnesota and Louisiana, there has been more deadly crashes since the lockdown started than over the same period of time the year before. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. In Missouri, total crashes declined, but fatalities increased. Authorities say that speeding is the cause behind most fatal collisions, and with fewer drivers on the road, more feel you know, empowered, more bold to drive at these unsafe speeds. And I'm telling you, the more that I do research in that particular news story, they're saying that people are getting pulled over. They're getting an average ticket for going over 100 miles per hour. Can you fucking believe that? 100 miles per hour. I wouldn't even have the balls to do that on the road. 100 miles per hour. How kind of craziness is that? Now, don't get me wrong. I do like to drive fast. Sometimes. I think my fast goes 5 to 10 miles over the speed limit. I'm not saying that, you know, it's a good thing to do. I do it from time to time and then realize that's what I'm doing and then go back. But look at it. If fatalities are up, you have to play a factor into the speed. You have to look at it and go, this is straight crazy on how this whole thing is working. So think about that for a moment.
0: We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show.
1: So let's talk about what you've been waiting for. The main story. Duh.
0: Duh. Duh. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show.
1: So, ladies and gentlemen, I have the story of stories to share with you today. We were able to change the episode up just a little bit, because like I did say, before we got started, I had someone contact me with some information, and the information, I'm going to share it with you, and this is coming directly off the EHS Today website, so let's talk about it. The ASSP, the American Society of Safety Professionals Move Safety 2020 to a virtual platform. So we've been having the discussion about this coming event and how they were going to continue to have it in Orlando. And I had a lot of questions about it. I had questions related to why were they going to be willing to take the risk and put so many people out there with it going on, especially it's still being June and most of Orlando Still were saying that they should be partially closed during the time. And I had questioned some of the authority figures to come on. And of course, as I expected, I mean, we still have this open. It's still an open invitation to you until May the 5th. By May the 5th, we will know what your answer is to come on to the show. Even though I had somebody reach out to me and pretty much already tell me that there's no way, shape or form that this will ever happen. But the CEO and the president we have invited to come on and I do tag them on some of the stuff that I post on LinkedIn. But let's continue the story here. So this is how it reads. The evolving COVID-19 pandemic situation has caused thousands of events to cancel and to move to a virtual setting. After assessing the global environment, the American Society of Safety Professionals, the ASSP, has announced that its Safety 2020 Professional Development Conference will be hosted exclusively online. ASSP President Diane Stiegel addressed the shift in the me- in the media statement, saying, It's important that we adapt to our environment and support the safety and health professionals in the new ways, recognizing the vast potential and reach of a virtual conference. We've been closely tracking the coronavirus development and examining all risk factors. The progression of the pandemic has made it clear that more prudent car- course of action for the safety and health of everyone involved is to present this virtual event. So the organization event which is the nation one of the nation's largest annual conference for occupational safety and health originally was scheduled to be held on June the 23rd and June the 25th in Orlando, Florida, the ASSP virtual edition will embody the educational opportunities that present at the in-person event. Highlighting best practices includes trends, products, innovations in the same three-day period. Now, here's where it gets interesting. So let's continue. Because, you know, I, we did talk about this for a long period of time. So I want to make sure that I am cool With what I have to say about what's going on. So, let's continue slowly. According to the event announcement, announcement, plans call for 60 sections on various workplace safety topics, each including a question and answer with a speaker. Three keynote presentations will include one pandemic response and two plenary Sessions will have panelists discussing the emerging tech trends and analyzing on how diversity and inclusion impact productivity, profitability, and safety. Each day will include an inter Okay, now slow here. Each day will include an interactive virtual exposition and a network opportunity. I'm going to sit there and smile for a moment cuz we did talk about this. How are they going to do network? So now they're going to be doing networking virtually, which I am intrigued on how this is going to work. Participants can earn up to 6.5 continuing education units, CEUs, for their career advancement, nearly four times as many as the in-person event. All sessions presented during Safety 2020 virtually will be accessed to attendees for 60 days post-event. So I, I guess you're still on the hook if you want the the post-event activities that you would normally have to buy for like the yearly subscription that they normally charge an additional fee for but let's continue those who have already registered for the in-person event can transfer their registration to the web-based experience cancel and receive credit for the assp educational offering including safety 2021 or receive a full refund The ASSP has stood for safety for more than 100 years and has overcome many significant challenges along the way, according to Stiegel. Our 40,000 global members understand the value of being nimble, resourceful, and open to shifting gears when situations call for it. And then it says for additional information, go to safety2020.com for the virtual event. So... They have addressed the information that we discussed about networking. Now we did talk about that. We talked about networking. We also talked about why were they going to be putting people at risk. And some of the suggestions that I gave here as I sat here and had the conversation was a couple of different things. The things that I said and that I stated were a reference to the following: How are you going to do networking? And why are you gonna continue to have the event? So those things have changed. So then the other question that came about is, well, I understand that they are a for-profit organization. Nothing wrong with that. What does the price point look like? And my biggest bitch or my biggest complaint about the whole thing was related to what the price point was going to be if I couldn't network. So now they have solved the situation about networking. And I said, what if you gave it to us for free? And what if you turned around and with the free aspect, applied whatever people paid for it to have next year. Well, that's not the route they decided to go. So, of course, it says that you can move forward and take a look at this thing. So, when you click to get the additional information, it tells you what the registration includes. General session with speakers, author, this author of this best-selling te- um, author and Ted, speak, TED Talk speaker, which is great. You know, the 60 courses, the 60-day access, the two sessions, planetary sessions, the virtual expo, the earn up to 6.5 credit for recertification purposes, and then it breaks into price point. So if you are a member and you purchase this on or before June the 5th, you ready for this? $755. For a virtual event, $755. If you decide to go later as a member, it's $915. If you book it between June the 6th and June 25th. For non members, are you ready for this? $905. And if you book it between the dates of June the 6th to June 25th, it's 1080 So, this event is pretty much still charging you full rate of what they were charging you if you went in person. Now, I understand you are going to make people safer. Because now you're not doing it in person. And then, you know, people are going to sit back and go, well, Jay, you're just bitching to bitch now. No, I think the price point is ridiculous for a virtual event. And don't get me wrong. I know some technology pieces need to be put in place. But if you're selected as a speaker, do you think you're going to be provided X to do the the speaking engagement? Do you think you're going to be provided with something additional that should justify the price. I mean, $755 is a good chunk of change. And I know that some people are probably going, well, number one, your company's probably paying for it or they've already paid for it. If you tell me right now that you want to do a virtual session and you're going to charge me $755. And yeah, I know that you're getting you know quite a bit of data and information there. Don't you think that's a little bit expensive, though? And are you really going to sit there in front of your computer for three days? And how do those CEUs work? And the live, you know, the live question and answer. Because I can only be in so many for so long. I can only do X amount of things. And how do we know what 60 have been selected? When is that information going to be laid out? And so, yeah, don't get me wrong. I am happy that they have decided to do this virtually. Because I don't think that they should be exposing people, especially saying, you know, hey, we are a health and safety organization and then putting them out there. But man. $755 for virtual. I mean, let's be real here. Let's have the real conversation. Because I don't think a lot of people are going to dare do this. But a lot of organizations right now are doing a good chunk of this shit for free. The other portion that you have to think about is that some people will turn around and say, if you give it away for free, then people devalue it. Okay. Wouldn't you think that more if something was issued at a discounted rate? Not so much if you gave it away for free. I don't know. I mean, I I'm having a hard time understanding the thought process behind this. And yeah, you can turn around and say, well, there's some cost saving measures. You don't have to rent a car. You don't have to get a plane ticket. You don't have to go get a hotel. Which that reminds me that Hilton has now signed an exclusive agreement with Lysol. But that's all their story. But. As you think about this and you go through this, what the hell, man? $755 for a member. $905, if I remember correctly, now my brain's not working. $905 for non-members before June the 5th. Now, don't get me wrong. This whole time, my biggest concern was them changing it from in person. Still think the price point's high. And I... Our conversation, you and I, has always been the open and honest conversation. And I'm not going to sit here and turn around and go, time to bow down to the master. No, 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 no. That is not what I do. Not what I do. Duh. Duh. I have this bad habit that if I feel something about something, I will tell you exactly how I feel. Some people hate that. Some people like it. Some people like it if you're not in my crosshairs. Has it come back to hurt me sometimes? Absolutely. Let's, let's be realistic about it. But, man, $755. So I have to tell you, I appreciate some of the steps that you've taken and some of the items that you have decided to change In that particular regards now, I'm sure that if we get Uncle Bill back on to talk about this His feelings are still going to be the same about what he was talking about How they do some of the credentialing and that's not what how my conversation originally started My conversation was always about them doing the right thing And I want to say I think we're closer for them doing the right thing right now Although I still think more can be done and don't get me wrong. What you guys do as an organization is good and it's helpful because I know that sometimes a lot of people think that I'm trying to be mean, but no, as an organization, you guys do some good things. You promote some good stuff. I'm not going to say everything's perfect. No organization's perfect, but I look at it and I go. You're getting it halfway right. You're getting some things right on the way that they needed to be. I still don't think that it's 100%. But thank you for taking into consideration some of the people that are out there and them not risking everything to jump on a plane to come to Orlando. And don't get me wrong. Yes, I am aware that it is going to hurt the economy to some extent here in Orlando. So I'm, I'm. let's not play the like I'm being dumb. But I think that the well-being for people is super important. So I appreciate you guys taking that step in the correct direction. As far as the price point goes, that's something to debate, something to have the conversation about. I would still love for you guys to come on, or you ladies, better saying, to come on, the Jay Allen show. We will do it live unedited format, just like we do this show right here. And I won't edit anything and I will leave it wide open for you to promote whatever you want to promote, talk about whatever you want to talk about. And we will even do it from a standpoint where you can have it open. I mean, we can support all of you. I will tell you our website and our radio station can support all of your members to come out there and take a listen if you wanted to do it that way. No problem whatsoever. I will not ask for any editorial rights, any editing, any production. We can do it live. And if you think that it's going to be too much of a headache trying to get the microphones and all that set up, I can patch you in via phone call. No problem. And for the people that listen, and, you know, we have these conversations and we talk about this, You're more than welcome to share this episode with the people from the ASSP, even though I know there's people that are are from the ASSP that are listening to me. I've been told by some of the people that are higher up, and it's okay. It's okay that we have closet listeners. Those things do occur, and some people listen to us in the podcast format because they don't want to be caught watching it. They don't want to be caught listening to it live, and I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to be caught either listening to my shit. I look at it, and I go, I'm appreciative, so I'm not going to beat the dead horse here. So let's continue on with more sarcasm here on the Rated-R Safety Show.
0: Listen to our host of the Rated-R Safety Show.
1: Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So as you heard earlier in the previous news, Boris Johnson is now a father. The UK Prime Minister and his fiancee, Carrie Sidmonds, welcomed a son on Wednesday. A spokesperson for the couple shared that mom and baby are doing well and that the name was not shared. So that's what's going on with that particular aspect. So just think about that. Let's see. Presidential advisor and son-in-law Jared Kushner tells Fox and Friends that he expects the country to largely be back to normal come June. He said that it may, will be the um, the transition month in much of the country and July will be really rocking. I don't know at this point what really rocking would be considered. So I don't know. Let's continue real quick. We're going to go a little bit, a little bit, we're going to dip our toe a little bit more into the good old politics politics world here multiple mainstream news sources report that Donald Trump had a foul mood over the weekend following the misinterpreted statement about the UV rays being effective in killing COVID-19 over the weekend his campaign manager Brad and the RNC chairwoman Rona advised him to ease up on the daily press briefings because they were impacting the public opinion by several accounts Trump said On a conference call, I am not effing losing to Joe Biden. As polls shown, his numbers are slipping in key states. Insiders say that Pascal, which is Brad, flew to Washington Tuesday to mend fences with his boss. The Trump campaign has not yet made an aggressive effort to punch back or build a narrative against the presumptive Democratic nominee, and, of course, there are some sexual things that now are showing up in the news stories that people are claiming that Joe Biden has been accused of. And there's a, there's a list. I mean, let's just be realistic on what some of this stuff is. So you, you're you more than welcome on taking those deep dives. I am personally not one of those people that's a big fan about sitting around and talking about politics, that's just as me in general, I personally think that there's so much better things to be doing, but that's just my opinion. Duh. So let's continue, continue, continue. No winner for Tuesday's night make a million drawing. Friday's drawing will be for $200 million or jack, for the jackpot or $161.8 million cash payout. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, you know the gig, do whatever you need to do. Did you hear about this? The Disney Family Singalong Volume 2 is coming out on TV screens near you. The sequel will air on Sunday, May the 10th in honor of Mother's Day and will once again be hosted by Ryan Seacrest. The special, just like the first one, will raise awareness of, of for Feeding America and its network of resources for people around the country who may be facing hunger for the first time due to the coronavirus. So something to look forward to if you're into the Disney thing. Now, here's something that we've been talking about, and it's really getting a lot of traction over the last little bit. And this is not really safety related, but it's something that we need to talk about because I want to share it with you because a lot of our, you know, a lot of the listeners are moviegoers or were moviegoers before they started closing down. AMC Theater has beef with Universal Pictures after the studio sent Trolls World Tour straight to video on demand. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the movie theater chain announced that it would no longer play any Universal movies after children's film earned an estimated $100 million in premium video on-demand rentals in the first three weeks in the U.S. In response, a spokesperson for Universal told People that the studio is disappointed by AMC's reaction. Now, breaking news that came out this morning, Cinemark, who also owns Regal Cinemas, said that they will no longer be carrying universal movies as well because of this. Now, I have to tell you, and this is not about kicking somebody when they're down, but right now, movie theaters are closed. You can't get to one, for the most part, unless you're doing a drive-in gimmick. So... I would imagine that Universal has to be looking at this old traditional model of movie theaters as something that's not valid, and who even knows when they're going to open based on social distancing, and what the fuck is a movie theater going to look like anyways going forward? Like, are you going to be willing to sit inside of a movie theater? And believe me, this is not a scare tactic, and believe me, I am not on Universal's side, I'm not on AMC's side, I'm not on anybody's side. But would you be willing to go sit in a movie theater right now? I mean, I could imagine somebody going to a drive-in theater and being okay with it. But I just don't think you're going to go sit at a movie theater at the moment with the way that things are organized. So what do you think? Do you think it's worth it? Or do you look at this and go, okay, they're noticing it's a broken business model and they're going ahead and taking the risk ahead of time. I mean you have to almost look at the movie theaters and don't get me wrong I love a good movie theater. But are they looking at it as the old you know the old model that the blockbusters of the world had. And just in case you don't know what a blockbuster is, that used to be a video rental movie store. Yeah, before Netflix, you had to go somewhere to pick up a flick, pick up a movie to take a watch of it. It wasn't just the you know the traditional bullshit where you could actually just go, oh, let me sh- look through a thousand different things and make a selection. No, you had to go sit your ass there and try to find a movie, and you were lucky if you found the movie that you were looking for. But right now, let's say, for instance, you have a home theater set up. Would you leave your home to watch a new movie? And let's be real. Let's say, for instance, that you paid $20 for this movie to watch it at home. Or you paid anywhere between 10 to $15 a person to see the same movie at the movie theater. I mean, I have a family of four. If we did that at, let's say, $10 a pop, that's 40 bucks. I could pay $20 just for the movie. For $20, I can get a lot more food and shit, opposed to actually going to the movie theater and paying their marked up food. And nothing against movie theaters. But you have to look at the business model. So is universal in the wrong? Or do they just need to come back to the table and realize that there's money there? Because let's be real realistic here. Most movie theater make their money in concessions. I mean, when you're paying five dollars for a drink, and I'm not even talking about an alcoholic beverage. I'm talking about water. I'm talking. I'm talking about bottled water. I'm talking about a Coca Cola, a Dr Pepper, a Pepsi, whatever the hell you drink. You have to look at. You have to look that out. You know, and think about that. So let's continue down the path here. Uh, So I know that there's been some big cycles going around with some stuff with, uh, let's see, The Last Dance, Chicago Bulls story, Michael Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan stuff there. Don't know if you've seen it, of course. So this has made actually Carmen Electra make it back into the news circuit. She's currently spilling her details About her relationship that she used to have with Dennis Rodman, the former Baywatch star opened up to the Los Angeles Times about some of the more intimate times between her and Rodman. She told the publication one day when the Bulls had an off day from practicing, Dennis said that he had a surprise for me. He blindfolded me. We got onto a motorcycle. Yeah, motorcycle blindfolded. Listen to that. When he finally takes the blindfold off, we were standing at the Bulls practice facility, Center Court. It was crazy like two kids in a candy store. We were eating popsicles from the fridge and pretty much having sex all over the damn place in the physical therapy room in the weight room and obviously on the court. Electra openness comes to at least to the latest installment of ESPN's 10 part bulls documentary, the last dance and it touches on her relationship with Rodman. Now I don't know here, that's a lot of places to be having sex. I'm just bringing that up. I mean, that's a lot of places to be having sex. Like, was this all one sequence as you walk around? I, I don't know. Right, maybe this is almost becoming the Triple X show, not the Rated-R safety show. But think about that. I mean, she named a lot of places there. <sighs> Something to think about. Anyways, Katie Couric opened up everything about iconic with Danny Pellegrino podcast this week about some of her most awkward and tough celebrity interviews. A former NBC anchor revealed that after a difficult interview with Denzel Washington in 2004, she felt, or she was left feeling, eh, kind of shaken. She explained in the interview for the Hollywood star among, along, excuse me, she explained that she interviewed the Hollywood star along with Meryl Streep and director Jonathan Deem about the remake film the Manchurian candidate, Couric said that after the interview, she had concerns that she had said something wrong because Washington went after her in the way that was completely weirdly uncalled for. She added that he must have really had a bad day because he later wrote a big check to her colon cancer organization. Something to think about. And I'm not trying to pick on Denzel here. Hmm. He seems like a good actor. I don't know. i watch movies. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today. Because these are important. I always think they're important. The list is getting longer. Yeah, we can celebrate a little bit more now. National Adopt-A-Shelter Pet Day. National Bubble Tea Day. National Bugs Bunny Day. National Honesty Day. National Oatmeal Cookie Day. National Preparathon Day. National Raisin Day. National Military Brat's Day. National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. National Poem in Your Pocket Day. Poem in My Pocket Day. You know, the Hairstyle Appreciation Day, that should be kind of a little bit later down the pack here. Why do I say that? i say that from the standpoint that uh well hairstylists can't really do much of anything at the moment so it might be interesting if we celebrate them when there are opportunities for them to do so anyways you've been listening to the rated r safety show tomorrow's episode will be our final one on good old spreaker so make sure that you are aware of that just so you know So you can listen to us one more day on the Spreaker Radio Network, but we will continue on with safetyfm.com or safetyfm.live or, of course, the different apps as we always talk about. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, bye. Duh.